breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, uh, we've got uh, Cattle Parish Corner, Dr. Todd Toma joining us. To- uh, Dr. T- uh, Toma, uh, Dr. Todd. <laughs> He'd be yeah. okay with that. <laughs> Todd, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good now, are. we understand that there was a, a, a tragic situation murder suicide and we we understand that there's not enough details for you but we want people to know that we're aware of that but uh, we're not going to discuss that this morning because you don't have all the details yet and not ready to release anything absolutely well it's it's still under investigation i i just don't want to give any bad information out to the public i, I don't think there's any public risk out there it appears to be a, a domestic situation that was uh between a, a husband wife man and a female uh, male and a female. I, I can't really get more information out of it. Sure, we understand that. We just wanted people to understand. We we're, we're not ignoring that incident, and we and we know you're ve- very well aware of it too. But we wanted to talk oh. to you about the heat today, um, sure. yeah, because yeah. we're we're under an excessive heat warning now, and it looks like that could be the case for the entire week. That poses a problem for people that have to be out in the heat or don't have a place to go to get out of the heat. How concerned are you this week? I'm very concerned. It's been um, an exceptionally brutal year for us as far as the heat goes. Uh, and I'm not just meaning the, the general public. It's been bad for the coroner's office, too. We've we've had more heat-related deaths this year than I have, I've had in my whole 16 years since I've been here, uh, any, in, any year in particular. Um, and with the heat continuing, I, I, I really want to tell the public to take caution, um, especially in people who don't have electricity or don't have the ability to get out of the heat. There are, uh, they're an exceptional, exceptionally high risk. Um, those are people that have to, to do all that they can. Everybody needs to take care of their neighbors, check on their neighbors, box fans, uh, cool down in a, in a bathtub with cool water, um, go to a place that's got air conditioning, Avoid doing things outdoors that you that you don't have to do because it's just a it's a bad time of year. Todd, let me ask you this: I'm concerned too about we have a lot of uh, sports teams that we're heading into the school year and they're doing these practices now. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea outside right now for that, is it? Well, I'm certainly not going to tell them they don't need to do that. Um, we rarely see young people that are in good physical condition ever have heat-related illnesses like that. It's just not very common. Um, We think most schools follow some guidelines that don't do excessive things for them. People down in the South in particular are acclimated to the heat. Young people are able to handle it very well. It's really the the very young and the very old that are – people who are infirm that are at higher risk. So, yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things that they have to keep in mind, keep adequately hydrated, take breaks, cool down, go back and do the, the, the workout again. Um, but uh, I don't think they're at that high risk that, that you expect it would be. What about employers who, I mean, they have people that work outside. 
They're, you know, they may be the bosses, but they have, you know, they have crews that do a lot of work outside. They need to make sure their workers are hydrated and, and get pl- plenty of breaks, right? Without question. And uh, make, sure, yeah, make sure they have plenty of water. Make sure that they get breaks, get out of the direct heat as, as much as possible, get into places that they can cool down, um, wear light color clothes if possible instead of heavy uniforms that might be dark. Um, and, and stay out of the direct heat during the middle of the day. We're talking with Dr. Todd Toma, Cattle Parish Corner. Dr. Toma, what are some signs that people need to look for if they are working outside? Well, one of the first warning signs that people will have is extreme fatigue. Um, it doesn't always happen that way, but people who are outside and they're, they're sweating and they're hot and they're getting dehydrated, if they start to feel feverish, if they start to have really strong body aches, headaches, et cetera, that's a sign that you're developing a significant heat-related illness. Uh, the problem is is that uh, true heat stroke, classic heat stroke, comes on very suddenly. So people don't get a lot of warning signs with a classic heat stroke or an exertional heat stroke. But you can go through a spectrum with heat-related illnesses where you can get you know, heat exhaustion and then it develop into a, a worse situation. So. The most important thing for people to do is to avoid that situation in the first place. Don't get into a place where your body gets overwhelmed and your temperature starts to go up and your body can't regulate it anymore. If you're feeling hot, get to a place that's cool. Do something to cool yourself down and stay out of the direct heat. Now, if you're working with someone who you think may be having an issue, what should you do? Is cool them off the, the, the quickest thing you need to do? Well, if it's actual, if it's an actual heat stroke, and it's a medical emergency. You call nine one one. If you're if if you're waiting on nine one one, there are certain things that you can do. Uh, you can loosen their clothes. You can pour some water over them. If you have the ability to get an ice pack, you could buy put ice packs in their groin or under their arms uh, to try to cool them down because th- there's a high mortality associated with heat stroke. It's a bad situation where. Once your body becomes overwhelmed, your temperature will go up to 108, 109, 110 degrees. And at that point in time, tissue mm. proteins just start to break down. It becomes mm. irreversible. So you have to cool, cool them down as quickly as possible. And check on your neighbors. Now's the time to be neighborly. If you've got elderly neighbors, uh, be nosy today, right? Absolutely. I think you should do that. A good neighbor should do that any time. But right now, with the heat being so terrible, this would be a great time to make sure everybody's okay. Dr. Todd Toma, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. No problem. Y'all have a wonderful day. You bet. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. So did you go delivery? I did. Lasagna delivery yesterday? Boy, and I was real tempted not to. I'm just telling you. Was it smelling good? Oh, it smelled the whole car up. And I forgot to order something for myself. You know, typically I'll go get that and I'll I'll have something for me to take home. But no... What I did was, and if, you, if you're just new to this party and you don't know the story, uh, Ruben's had COVID about 18 times. Not really that many, but he's had it a few. Golly, stop testing. <laughs> I know. And um, second time he got it, first time we really didn't know he had it. He was one of the very early patients. But the second time he got it, he was living in an, the, that Town South apartment complex, mm-hmm. Yuri and Burt Coons. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I thought, well, he and his wife both had it, and I thought, oh man, they're locked. Up. They're hold. This was when you're holed up. I mean, you don't go anywhere. You're 14 days. Stay the heck in your bed, right. you know. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll run by and and pick up a Monjuni's uh, lasagna right there at the portico, and then cross the street and deliver it to his. I'll put it on his truck. They can come down and get it. I drove through that apartment. That's a monster apartment complex. A. I drove through it all over the place. I could not find his vehicle. I don't know if he had it hidden. What did he, he backed it in? And I didn't recognize it. I don't. I don't know what happened. Couldn't find it. So I, instead of calling him or texting him and going, "Hey, I'm trying to find you," um, I got overwhelmed by lasagna and I took it home. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Now this was the first time. This was the first time. Right. I'm gonna be honest. So I took it home. Never told him about it. I kept it quiet. He didn't know I was. He that didn't know I was thinking so of him. Funny. Um, so the second time he got COVID, which was the third time, um, I went and got another lasagna and he lived, he now moved to the house he's in now. And so I delivered it to, to him then. And he had his, at that time, 15 year old son who was there and he ate most of it, uh, apparently. I mean, Ruben got some, but he ate most of it. So yesterday I thought, I, heck, I got to deliver another lasagna. I mean, it's tradition it's now. It's tradition, yes. So I ordered it, and they had it ready for me, and uh, went by and picked it up and drove, and, and uh, I, I just texted the wife, and I said, look, I'm going to leave it on the chair out on your front porch because I don't want to I don't want to get no germs. And um, so I set it out there. Now, when she came out, Lauren came out the door. She did the... Uh, Garfield lasagna dance. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then Ruben texted me later. He goes, the kid ain't here. I'll actually get to eat some of it. So I'm just hoping they can taste it. Does taste still go away with COVID, this new I version? no idea. I'm not sure. Did you sure. tell him I paid for half of that now? Um, um, no, I didn't. I paid for half of that, Ruben. Did you? <laughs> oh, did I not? <laughs> Yeah, he paid for half of it. Now he's got to pay for half of it. <laughs> but I did write on the box. I said, get well soon. Nubs is missing you. <laughs> yeah. And I say that because every time Martindale screws up, I cut off a toe. And we're now calling like him Nubs. Tom Dempsey over here. <laughs> got the little half shoe. So he's doing okay. You know. And I think the reason uh, she works in the medical profession and she's put it out there that well, she had a patient nurse, that, yeah. yeah, coughed in her face. Uh, she didn't have a mask on at the time because it's not required right now. You know, in the hospitals, they're not required anymore. But this particular patient apparently had, had coughed or aspirated in her face. Did she punch him in the throat after that? And then later he tested positive. So she realized she was probably going to test positive, which she did. Um, and then she said, you, you know, he started coming down with like a little cough or something and said, you might want to get checked too, just in, just in case. So. Because, you know, the thing about it, and we say, no, don't test. It's You're not going to get sick. What no, if, it's not that you're not going to get sick. There's nothing you can do any more than the flu. Yeah, Why I know. Why are we testing? But my, my problem with that is, what if he came here and he gave it to me and he didn't test? And we got the flu. No, and I got really ill and died. How awful would he? You know, what if you're the one that passes it to somebody who does get really ill and dies? It's still killing people. It's not, I mean, it's not nearly as bad. But what if you're the one? You know, you got to remember, what if What if you're the one that came here? And if I came here and I gave it to McCoy, and I know he's got, you know, other health issues, but I end up giving it to McCoy, and then he goes home and 
God, I don't want to say this. He just turned a sexagenarian. Um, I would feel awful if I didn't test, and I probably should have. I don't, I don't know. I'm torn about that. <sighs> I'm torn about something else, too, I want to talk to you about later on this morning. I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll tell you about it during the break. <laughs> Thank you, uh. McCarty. Uh, news coming up next, 1017 FM 710 Kiel. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. By the way, did you happen to notice the moon? On your way in Gosh, this morning? yeah. What is that called? It's got a, some... A big-ass moon. I think it was what it was. <laughs> Bright. It's the official... Yeah. Is that the official word? Uh, is it officially full? I don't keep up with uh, it's the darn, of no, the moon. No, I don't, but it's gorgeous. Tonight is supposed to be the really pretty... It's like I a super moon? Is it... Is it a super moon or a blue moon? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is, but it was really pretty. Glowing, lit up the sky. It was really pretty. Tonight's going to be the night to to take a look at it now you don't want to sit out there long because it's still hot out there yeah I, I, look at me i'm smart the next super moon will happen august 1st <gasps> yeah and then there'll so be cool. another one august 30th really uh, apparently and september 29th oh good it, it appears bigger and brighter than usual it occurs when the moon is full at the same time that it's at the closest point to Earth in its orbit. Oh wow, really is pretty. It really and and when you look, do you ever look at the moon and go, people walked on that. Yeah, people walked on that. And that's they didn't why, really though. You know that. That's it my, was my done son in a believes. My son believes. Are you serious? Because I'm kidding. My son. <laughs> here's what. Here's his theory. Think of Robert used to love. Robert used to go. I I understand where he's coming from. Okay. He's he's like. You mean in 1969, people walked on the moon. And now you have all that in the, you have everything like that in your hands and in your cell phone now. Yeah, they took less less technology with them to the moon than we have in our our smartphones. And we have our smartphones now that we can do everything with, and yet we're still not walking on the moon now. But why, why, why do we need to? We could develop it. It could have resources. What kind of resources? Who knows? How much exploration have we done to see what resources there? What if it's loaded with oil? Oh, so we're going to destroy the moon? Now, look, I'm no ecological... So uh, you're saying um, oil drilling destroys the world? Did you just say oil drilling destroys the world? No, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm with Biden. I can't even believe I said that. Oh, man. When we come back, I'm... You know, I'm... I don't know how I feel about what's going on right now with Caddo Parish. I'm not sure how I feel. I, I like it in one way, and then I'm like, I don't know if you should be doing that on the other hand. Is that what we were listening to during the Yeah, break? I'll explain what they were working on. I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting theory. Um, we'll, we'll discuss it when we get back. 1017 FM 710 Keel and the free Keel app, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay, I do see the fact, the point, why haven't we gone back? Why haven't we gone back? 
since 1960. Is that the last time we we actually landed? I, I yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know all, all the day. But but that generation is like, sure, y'all did. Of course, you did. Your Neanderthal brains back then. Didn't he see Apollo 13? <laughs> My gosh, there's I know proof I know. right there. Um, Tom Hanks wouldn't lie to us. I I want to ask you a question. And we're dealing with, you know, excessive heat warnings right now. Right. And um, someone sent me a text. And, I again, I have not watched the full meeting. I haven't done that yet. But I, I, but I will go back and, and watch the comments. <clears throat> the Caddo Commission apparently has moved forward with a plan to purchase air conditioning units for some residents. Um, elderly or disabled, I think, is the direction they were going. They were first starting with people that are, you know, under certain income guidelines. I think they may have uh, amended it to be elderly and disabled. One of the commissioners can text me. I'm not sure how much money they're going to spend, but part of me is like, <clears throat> yeah, there are people in the community that need these air conditioning units, mm-hmm. and they're struggling in this heat. And then part of me is like, is that the job of government? To buy air conditioning units for residents, right? Um, and I understand we do, you know, we do water and we set up cooling centers and and all that. But isn't that more the job of um, public service agencies? I mean, you know, private entities, nonprofit entities, right. or private entities, churches, that kind of thing. Um, I it's proposing, and I just got this text from one of the commissioners. The legislation has not yet passed. They just advanced it for, you know, to lay over for two weeks. But it would be $200,000 spent. Um, a final vote actually may come on Thursday. Five voted against forwarding it to Thursday, but six voted in favor of forwarding it to Thursday's agenda. My question is, what else is the government now going to start buying? Well, they already provide cell phones. Of course, we know they do food, um, but this Healthcare, is this housing. Is, yeah, th- those are. I mean, and and do you consider air conditioning a basic necessity in the South? Probably yes. The, the answer would probably be yes. But is it a government? Should should the government now step into? Now we're going to buy your air conditioning. And now is this going to be an ongoing program? Now, every year we're going to buy air con- $200,000 worth of air conditioners. Well, but then you take it to its next, you know, conclusion. Okay, well, now are we going to provide satellite TV? I'm not, you know? I, 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 I under, mean, at what yeah. point do you say, well... Is that the government's job? Exactly. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I agree that it's the government's job. I, you know, and I agree. Maybe you take the 200000 and it is going to be administered by a nonprofit agency because they'll have to check the but but here's your problem we're now in August and this program's going to take at least a month or so to get ramped up if you're going to have a nonprofit involved and all that and you won't have the air conditionings in time i mean the, to to vet all the people and all that perhaps you start and you work toward next summer and you rein this one back in and go hey hey let's let's look back let's see what other cities do you know, because now you're rushing it through and you're, you know, one of the commissioners we were listening to a little bit said, will they have air conditioners by Christmas? You know, we don't need air conditioning in Christmas. <laughs> right. So, I, so then are we going to buy heaters? Are we, if we have another coal for, are we going to buy portable are we heaters? Are going to buy heaters for everybody? Are we going to buy barbecue grills at one point? 
DT says on the Shreveport Security Systems Message Board, government has also gotten into providing internet. Is uh, that is that a necessity? Is that the job of government? Is government just continuing to grow and grow and grow? And maybe you offer grant funds for people who can prove they need you know, air conditioning or they need home improvements. And I know the community development departments in cities do that. I and mean, they do things like roof. They'll do things like paint your house. I, I, I get it. I'm real torn about this because I, I know there are people that need them. But then I'm like, is that the government's job? And does it open the door for corruption? Like my buddy's well, going to get an air conditioning? My, you know? That was my first thought when you said that. Yeah, well, there's no opportunity for corruption in this. Yeah. Who's, who are you going to buy the air conditioners from? You got to bid that. You got to, I mean, you know, are there enough portable air conditioning supplies available now with this heat wave across the country? Will you a, even be able to get them shipped? I need a generator for my home. We had power outages. I, I got to have, I got to have power. You don't meet the guidelines. Sorry. You're not included. Yeah. You don't meet the There's guidelines. The, yeah. So I'm torn about it. I really am. And I, you know, I'm hoping that they pump the brakes and maybe work toward next summer and look at it closer. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out more. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Key. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. A little follow-up on what you were talking about. Is it the government's job to provide air conditioning mm-hmm. for its citizens? Right. And, well, on the Jack Spring Electric, uh, I mean, on the uh, Shreveport Security Systems. I'm, I'm trying to click on these. The message board, yeah. Yeah, on the message board. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the computer is slowing down. Caught the end of your conversation about how much money the government or parish has and looking for ways to spend. How about lowering taxes? Mm. Uh, <laughs> or some... direct it to development that grows the area for everyone to enjoy and prosper. Right. But see, that's using common sense and and <laughs> in in consideration. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? Good point. Ring doorbell cameras. They've started buying those. Um, internet, that's a necessity for a lot of people, for their school, for their jobs, etc. I just... Is it, though? For school today, yeah, it kind of is. It, it kind of is. And for some people's jobs... We didn't have internet when we were in school. Well, that's... It, school's done differently now. Your books are all online now. You don't even have textbooks anymore, for the most part. It's all online. Um... And to say it's no different than fan drives... Fan drives are are, are, are done by community organizations uh tv stations do them you know the mm-hmm. Caddo council on aging does them not your not your government um salvation army i know does yeah them. i just yeah. i i just don't know where do you stop and in this case i think i think they're late to the party is is my issue with this is you're late to the party now you're not going to get the fans to people until at the best um mid-september probably when the bulk of our heat is going to be gone, I think you pump the brake brakes. You look at it for next year, and you have it all outlined. Who's going to administer the program? Because we don't even know who's administering it yet. Um, let's see who's administering it. What are the guidelines? 
you know, how many air conditioners do you think you can buy for two hundred grand? Because um, the guidelines that they passed yesterday, I got another text from um, our friend Miss John, who said, "Yeah, it'll be for senior citizens, disabled, and homeowners. It's not going to be for people that are renters. So it's just for people who are owner occupied in their homes." Hmm. Um, well, that's interesting. Which is interesting because you know, if you if you essentially if you we've seen all the problems with renters in town, they they're trashing homes, oh and people are being left with all kinds of messes. But it, it's I'm torn by it because, yeah, you need air conditioning in the South. It's a right. necessity. No, I, sh- and I'm not saying people don't shouldn't have air conditioning, but is it is it our job to pay for it? Is it the government's job to pay for air conditioning? That's our job, Aaron. It's, the it's, government is us. That the government doesn't manuf- you know doesn't manufacture and uh, create its money. And then, and then, what is next? Portable portable heaters in December. That's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. Are we going to have? Um, uh, are we going to have them Music Mountain water dispensers now going to go to people's homes because we have water issues, perhaps? I'm not saying we have water issues. Don't tell people I said that. <laughs> no. um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. It, you know, what is next? Internet, you know, on the message board, Internet is a necessity for applying for jobs. No one says come in and fill out an application. Really? Mm. It's all online. Give us your email address. If you have no job and no income, it's impossible to find jobs without the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I think kind of good idea on one front, but kind of bad idea on the other. And I, our other city, I would like to know, are other cities paying for air conditioners? Are other counties giving away free air conditioning? Is it happening anywhere else? Would we be the first? Uh, probably not. Would we be the first in America to give out air conditioning? I don't know. And they're going to be either the window units or those portable AC units that okay. you can buy. That um, Can you get them? I mean, are they? how expensive are they? How many can you buy for two hundred grand? Is that what we spend our public dollars on? See, I go back to, you know, generators. Well, are we going to start providing generators? When the power goes out, well, we gotta have power. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just I just know it's At really really hot now. The ACs are needed now, and I think you're kind of late to this party to get these out now. I I just think it's a um, a little late. Maybe you revisit it and do a little more work on it before you run it out. Roll it out. I I gotta mm-hmm. think. I, I'm I'm like you. I've got to think about this a while. Mm-hmm. You know. Obviously, but to see the problem is it's like it's like food stamps. That was a, a great concept, but it's been so abused over the years. It's not just people who can't provide for themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, air conditioning for you know seventy six year old lady that lives by herself and doesn't work and I'm can't all, get I'm around all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, of course. Good point this morning from Andy. How much does a single ER and EMS episode cost us? We pay for that. If these folks without AC end up having to go to the ER, we're going to end up paying for that too. So lots of debate on both sides of this. A Thursday meeting, they're going to have another discussion about it, and we'll see what happens. Mikey McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, and the free Keel app. That's where you can message us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Be sure to download that free Keel app.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, meteorologist from the Weather Channel, our friend Richard Lowelling joining us. Richard, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are y'all today? Well, we're doing well. We got a fan and we have AC. But uh, <laughs> did we hit a record yesterday? Uh, no, believe it or not, we only uh, hit 100 degrees yesterday for an afternoon high. Of course, you know, there was a thunderstorm complex yesterday morning about the, last, about the last time we were talking that rolled across uh, portions of south-central and uh, southeastern Arkansas that rolled into the northeastern corner of the state yesterday, and it kind of uh, put the lid on the temperatures. In fact, places like El Dorado and Monroe yesterday, uh, you know, they struggled to get up into the 90s yesterday. In fact, it was only in the upper 80s in El Dorado yesterday uh, with a cloud cover and a shower activity they started off the day with, and then, then they didn't they didn't even warm up. So for us, we just kind of had a little bit of a breeze from that little bit of a. That's that why I needed conflict. my cardigan. Oh, we only we only <laughs> got up to a hundred yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so so it really wasn't as bad as what we were originally forecasting. But I think today, you know, we are going to see those temperatures edge back up. You know, one hundred two, one hundred three here in Shreveport again today. Still shy of a record, but, you know, we still are going to be looking at some dangerous heat that's going to stick with us here uh, through the rest of the week, the way things are looking like now. And then the hope that by the weekend we'll start to break down this ridge that's been setting up over Texas and Louisiana for, you know, for the last, uh, you know, seems like forever. But, uh, you know, we've I was looking through the records this morning to see how many triple-digit days we've had so far. And last month we had seven so that's where we kind of sit right now with a number of triple-digit day, days. We're probably going to pick up at least four or five more before we'll start to see this heat wave start to break down a little bit, temperatures start to cool off some as we move into next week, even though you can call the mid and upper 90s cool, it's still going to be better than the triple digits that we're going to be dealing with here the rest of the week. Richard, we often tell people that move into our community you know, when they get to May and June and they start griping about the heat, we tell them, we'll just wait till August. Um, sure. August is typically our hottest month. Uh, could that be different yeah, this year? Well, no, I think we're, you know, we're still, um, right now, the peak for heat here in Shreveport, our average, our hottest day in Shreveport on average is August 12th. And that's usually when we have our hottest day here. Uh, average is 93 and 75. But, you know, we've been running above average temperatures on average so far this year, been running about, you know, 7 to 10 degrees above average. And it looks like that's going to be the trend here as we move on through the rest of this week, even though temperatures do pull back some. You know, I still think we still got a long way to go uh, in regards to what we're going to be looking at, you know, later in August and into September that will probably make up for, you know, the little bit of a respite we get from the heat even though it looks like temperatures are going to settle back down closer to the averages for this time of year, it's still going to stay hot, you know, right on through the middle part of this month, even in our long range, and we see that right now. Our coroner told us yesterday that he has seen more heat-related deaths this year than in his whole 16-year career as coroner. Um, that's something we need to be alarmed about in the next few days, Right. You know, uh, you know, and I've and I've seen some reports here lately too about the fact that a lot of people, you know, especially in the mid south, you know, that, I mean, a lot of people, you know, may not necessarily are economically available to get an air conditioning in their house. You know, I grew up in the Mississippi Delta myself, and you know, I one of the things that I noticed when I was living there, there are a lot of folks that you know don't have a lot of money, 
you know, to spend on air conditioning, and they just do the best they know how in the heat. And of course, you know, when you don't cool down at night, it's hot during the day. You've got to get to some place that's going to be cool. You know, if you expect to to make it through these long, hot summer days that we're dealing with, you know, and you know, I think that's something that a lot of folks are going to be looking at, you know, as we move out away from this heat wave in the long term, you know, where how, you know, how do we look at the economic aspects of making sure that people have access, you know, to air conditioning in a lot of locations? Because, you know, for a lot of spots across the nation, you know, we've been talking about this heat for the better part of a month or more. And, you know, it's going to continue to be the case here as we move on into I mean, the rest of August and even into September for a lot of folks. They're going to be dealing with this. Richard, I'm looking at the extended forecast. We've got triple digits through this weekend. Next week, it's dropping back down like into the midnights, but there's still no more than a 24% chance of rain in our forecast uh, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it, you know, it's going to take something, you know, and, and, I hate, and I hate to be, the, you, know, you know, talk about this, but one of the things it usually takes to break the heat for good is a, is a hurricane. You know, and that's what we have to look at as we get on out into the rest of this, you know, rest of the summer is what's the hurricane season going to be like as we move into late August, early September? Are we going to see some of those uh, effects from tropical systems that will at least bring us increasing rain chances and cooler temperatures? Or is all the action going to be further east into Florida and up the east seaboard? You know, those are the questions that we're going to be trying to nail down here as we get further into August and September as the hurricane season really starts to crank up. We hope we get some relief in the form of tropical systems. We don't need the, the all the other ingredients associated with it, but that's the, the thing we'll be watching as we move on. How is that going to play a role in cooling off the rest of the southeast and, and bringing some cooling relief to a large part of the country then? So that's what we'll be watching as we move on through the rest of August and into September. I've never wanted a hurricane before. <laughs> yeah. One one thing not related to the heat, the supermoon thing, and I'm, I, I didn't prep you on this. Is tonight the prime viewing for that? For this, you know, August has two moon, two full moons this month. Uh, so we have the supermoon that's going on um, tonight, and then we have another one at the end of the month. So we actually have two chances for a full moon this month. Uh, and, yes, tonight will be the peak for the uh, for the uh, full moon tonight. And then we have that other one coming at the end of the month. So we got two chances uh, to see the full moon here this month. We've got the uh, uh, the moon uh, the moon moon tonight. Um, I'm just remember, trying to remember what the na- what the name of this moon actually is. I think it's Steve. It popped into my mind and it left. Uh, but welcome to my world yeah yeah (laughs) you know know, that's what you know that's what happens when you look at all this information your your mind just eventually just goes (laughs) exactly well richard we will be in touch with you um stay cool and and maybe send us some rain when you can one other note i will pass along to you this morning you know uh fall is not too far away this morning in uh, Saranac Lake, New York, it was 36 degrees. Oh. It was their coldest morning, uh, August 1st morning, since 1965. Oh. So, you know, there are hints and some indications <laughs> that fall is out there on the horizon. Richard, go <laughs> jump in a lake. Yeah. <laughs> New York's still not worth it to me, though. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Richard Lewelling with the Weather Channel. Micah McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. By the way, somebody was just asking me about the catfish and the sway mm-hmm. on the Jack Spring Electric News okay. Hotline. Remind me, well I'm Okay, gonna, we'll talk about that when we get back after the news but here. Right now it's Minden yeah. load shedding. Mm-hmm. What what's going on with the power outage in Minden? Lots of rumors about when the power was gonna be turned off. Here's what happened Sunday evening. There was a fire, transformer blue, power went out to the city for a few minutes and it came back on. But Entergy is going to have to take the whole city down to make the repairs. Wow. And we're still waiting to find out when the whole city will go down. We talked to Mayor Nick Cox yesterday, and he said he was hoping they would do it sometime 6 p.m. in the evening, not during the middle of the heat of the day. And so I texted him this morning to get an update, and he texted me back. There is a meeting at 10 a.m. this morning to discuss a plan Entergy has that will possibly make the outage not so bad. So that's good news. Hmm. Um, he's got cooling centers ready to go in the community, you know, when they have the power out. He doesn't know how long the power outage will last, if indeed it has to be citywide. Um, those emergency services there, the Minden Medical Center, they've got generators. Um, the nursing homes as well, they've got generators. They're ready to go for the plan. They're going to let them all know, you know, what's happening. But... Right now, we don't have the exact time. And he did caution, don't believe everything you see out on social media that's saying, oh, the power is going to be out for 24 hours or the power is going to go out at noon. No, unless you hear it from officially from the, the Minden, city of Minden page, mm-hmm. from, from social media pages, or from the mayor himself, um, it's you, not are accurate. Are you saying that if somebody reads something online, it couldn't, it might not be true? Yeah. Are you I'm saying sorry. there's a Facebook post that might not be true? Yeah, I'm sorry. Break your heart about that. I know. I know. You just got to watch out because then it spreads like wildfire. There was a line in Biloxi Blues where um, the character, the lead character played by Matthew Broderick, which was kind of autobiographical of Neil Simon, but he said, he learned a lesson. Be careful what you write down because mm-hmm. he, he used to keep it or he kept a journal. Yeah. And somebody got a hold of the journal, but he was just sharing thoughts that were kind of detrimental. Right. And it right. said, be careful because some, somebody takes the time to write it down. People yes. are going to believe it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll keep you posted on what's going on in Minden. Uh, there's also some uh, controversy going on. I say controversy, a, a controversial decision to provide air conditioning for citizens in Caddo Parish by the Caddo Parish Commission. And uh, we've got John Atkins with the Caddo Parish Commission going to join us coming up at 740. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Key. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Got a call on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. 
Man, Colton said a while back we were talking about I went out to eat with mm-hmm. with family, and it was fried fish on the menu, and I was in the mood for catfish, always okay. in the mood for catfish. Sure. And uh, my brother-in-law goes, by the way, it's not catfish. Oh. And I said, what? Mm-hmm. And it was sway. We asked sway. the waitress. Yeah. It's like S-W-E-I or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's a Korean import. Ugh. And he he called and said, "Did you try it?" I said, "No, I just you know." I, Is it good? He Did said, he say you wouldn't even know the difference. Really? He says it's 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 a white fish, um, much and, like and catfish. Much much like catfish. Okay, that, that you wouldn't even notice the That's difference. That's interesting. Well, so yeah, pay I'll, attention if it says have to, yeah. It didn't fried say fried fish. catfish. It Look just for catfish. Said fried fish. Okay. Cattle Parish Commissioner John Atkins going to join us coming up after the break. Mike and McCarty talking about the program to uh, provide air conditioning uh, for citizens of Cattle Parish. Next, 1017 FM 710. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, uh, Cattle Parish Commissioner John Atkins joining us. John, good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Aaron. It's a pleasure morning. to be with you all this morning. Cattle Commission's proposed um, a measure that would purchase air conditioning units for some residents. First, tell us how this came about. Well, Commissioner Stormy Gage Watts proposed it proposed this legislation in yesterday's work session. The uh, initial legislation uh, proposed that we provide $200,000 in funding to acquire air air conditioning units for those in need. Over the course of the discussion of the matter, um, that legislation was further defined, particularly by Stephen Jackson, Commissioner Jackson, to ensure that it was limited to individuals that actually own their home, not, not rental units, but, but homeowners and those that have a, that, that are low income, uh, elderly, or facing other health challenges. So it was a little bit further defined. And, and it would uh, be $200,000 so spent? $200,000 is what the legislation proposed. Now, it has not yet passed, Aaron. It's, uh, it was forwarded to the final work session to be considered on Thursday by a six to five vote. It takes six votes to forward something to a final to a final agenda. It, will, it would actually take seven to actually pass it. So, you know, it's yet to be seen whether this legislation will pass or not. Do you expect it to pass? If if all if all commissioners were at the table, it's likely that it would pass. And what are your thoughts on this, John? Are you are well, you for you passing know, this? I voted. I voted against forwarding it to the final agenda. You know, the legislation is well intended, and Stormy Gage Watt certainly um, is well intended in, in her legislation. Uh, but you know, to me, it's not really, it's not the role of government to provide air conditioning units to, to private homeowners. It's just, uh, you know, I'm a small government kind of guy, uh, so it just doesn't feel right to me. But but I certainly can understand how others would feel differently about it. And, uh, you know, some people view government as being there to try to solve all problems. Um, I don't think government is capable of solving all problems. And 
therefore I'm more of a limited government kind of guy that, you know, it's just different, different perspectives on government and, and what the role of government should be. Now, will this have to lay over for two weeks or could y'all find, give it final passage on Thursday? I think the final passage would be on Thursday. I don't, well, shoot, Aaron, you know, We'll double check on that. My yeah, other my, my other question that. to you is, who administers it? Have we set that that in that motion in place? Um, I mean, and, and how is the application process going to work? I mean, it's yeah. going to be October before this gets up and going. Right. It, all all those details are yet to be worked through. Administration typically works through those, and we usually use a, a third party nonprofit to administer programs of this nature. Like the Providence House has helped us on a lot of the cleanup. Um, cleanup funding. Um, uh, Catholic Charities has helped us on some other other initiatives. So uh, we'll have to find someone to help implement the program, and we'll have to further define the exact criteria required for the program. Um, the uh, administrator, the new administrator, parish administrator Erica Bryant, estimated that it might it might take a month to get that worked out. So. You know, we're almost in September by the time things uh, will be finalized. And, you know, it's still hot for much of the month of September, but that's another concern I have is by the time we get things up and running, the the real most dangerous portion of summer will likely have passed. If, if we agree that maybe we should buy air conditioners, I mean, we're buying ring cameras now, we're doing other things like that, why not mm-hmm. pump the brakes and let's do the work? Let's go, you know, between now and next summer, perhaps, roll the program out correctly without kind of rushing it through. It seems like we're rushing it now, and that's when that's when things go wrong. That sounds like, your proposal sounds like a great idea, Aaron. You know, let's, let's get this right and, uh, and do it right next summer. Uh, start, you know, if we're going to do it, let's do it right, and let's delay and get this right and start next, next May. Uh, I certainly could be more supportive of that than I am this current proposal that we're trying to trying to get through this summer. But what would make it right? What would be different if you waited to roll it out? Well, you could you could make sure that you have your administration process uh, ironed out. Um, make sure you have the the eligibility requirements ironed out. Just some of those details. I mean, the parish does a good job of working through those things. Mm-hmm. It, it will likely be fine. But to Aaron's point, um, it does feel a little rushed. But then you've got to look, okay, now um, if these people are economically depressed, are they going to be able to afford the electric bill? Because this is going to jack up their electric bill. They're going to be running this probably on high. Is the commission going to start paying electric bills to afford these air conditioners? Yeah, I want you to do that. <laughs> there you go. It, it's just, uh, you know, it's these things, like, like many government initiatives, uh, they they – snowball into something uh, greater more than they're originally intended to be uh, i certainly you know i've 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 not voted in favor of providing the funding for the unit so i'm certainly not going to be in favor of, of providing funding for the electricity to uh, to power the unit um again it's the reason why why i think government should stick to its lanes and stick to the, the core roles of government. Here's my big question about this. We're talking to John Atkins, Caddo Commissioner. You fund $200,000 worth of units now. Government never gets smaller, John. Government only gets bigger. So are we going to fund $400,000 worth of units next year? And, and, and there's always that issue of, well, gosh, you funded 
my neighbor, why won't you fund me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, that's not, and, and it's tr- it truly is part of my concern with, with the system. I mean, how, where does it all stop? And how do you decide who is funded and who is not funded? I mean, we'll have criteria for, the, for those things, but where do you draw the lines? And, and does, the, does the line expand over time? And then are your constituents so, um, going to be calling you and going, John, get me on the list. How do you get me on the list? Help bump my name right. up. I mean, y'all are going to deal with right. all that. Right. That's all. That would all be part of it. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've had, I had um, citizens call expressing um, their, their feeling of, of unfairness that uh, a neighbor received funding for repair of of a storm damaged roof, but uh, they had had an accident in their vehicle and felt like they should get some funding to prepare to repair the, <laughs> the, the, the damaged vehicle. Um, so yeah, it, it gets. It but gets see, a little... that, yeah, that's the dangerous tightrope you're you're starting to walk without mm-hmm. a without a pole. <laughs> yeah, you're, remember remember though, Mike. I, you know, you said that I'm starting to walk. I'm trying not to walk that. <laughs> well, right. When I uh, say you, I but, mean yeah. Yeah, you mean the body, the body. Right. Exactly. And yes, John, sir. let me yeah. let me let me pass this on to you. And you can tell your your co commissioners if you want. When when you're talking to me about paying two hundred thousand dollars for air conditioner, and then a year or two down the road, you want to come to get me to pass money, a bond issue, to pay for roads or infrastructure or something like that. I'm going to say no. I'm going to. You spent two hundred thousand on air conditioners. Use my money wiser. I mean, it makes well, the it makes the rest of us who won't benefit from this go. I'm not giving you any more money. You're not handling it correctly. I understand that concern, uh, but let me do let me provide you with some comfort there. That when we do a, a millage, when we do you know when we raise a millage and collect uh, taxes to a millage, it's very clearly defined what that money can be used for and mm-hmm. what it and, and it can't be used for anything other than what it's defined as being raised for, like. A millage for roads is, is confined to, to roads. Uh, a millage for juvenile justice is confined to juvenile justice. But some the money that we're referring to here uh, would, would come out of the oil and gas fund. Those are monies that uh, are collected through royalties on parish-owned properties. Uh, so it's not it's not tax money per se. Now, right. in my view, it's all taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in this particular case, it's not defined but through a millage so it, it's kind of a it can be used for for other purposes so a lot of the a lot of the you know non-profit support that the parish does is funded through oil and gas money which which isn't confined by the by the millage terms john atkins county parish commission john you me ron swanson we're all on the same page mm-hmm. with this i appreciate your your efforts you bet i'm glad to be helped Thanks. Y'all let me know if I can be helpful in the, in the future. You bet. Thank you, John. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Wow, we are so big time. Are that we? so cool. What? Oh, uh, Chicago talent. Yeah. Let's get back to the show. Back to the show. Back to the show. Um, I had an episode this morning. I'm not sure what I should have done or what I did. It was right. Um, coming down Uri Drive, headed toward I-20, there's about three or four cars. Usually there's no cars around right. me. Yeah. There's two in the right lane. I'm in the left lane. There's a pickup truck behind me. One of his lights is out. And we're at a red light at East Washington, I think, mm-hmm. or East Stoner. 
The pickup behind me starts flashing his lights at me, his brights. Behind you? Well, he's right behind me. Did the light turn green or something? No. You're sitting there Light's on your still phone? red. Light's still red. Okay. No, I'm not doing anything but just chilling. I'm eat, snacking on my, <laughs> my breakfast, but I'm paying attention. Um, flashes lights at me about three times. I'm kind of looking back like, what? what? And the light's still red. And... I just didn't I, didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't, you know, wave a finger at him or anything. And then flashed his lights again. And I'm like, huh. What did he, what did he, and I just fled. I mean, I fled. I just sped away. I'm right. like, I'm getting away from this guy. Something's up. I don't know what he's doing. Why are people flashing lights? Is there something going on? People are flashing lights at behind you? Behind you like that? I he's don't know. He's behind me. Yeah. What did, what was he doing? What does he want? No, no. I'm not no, pulling over. No, Who's pulling no, over at 4.30 the in the car. morning? Yeah. That's just not happening. I don't know if there's something going on, but just take note. It happened to me this morning. I don't know what they're doing. There's a lot. We don't have time. We've got to take a break. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We'll talk about traffic safety next hour. Mm-hmm. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kio, Mike and McCarty. I, you know how I feel about social media. Mm-hmm. Not, not not a fan. No, no, not a fan. Not gonna do it. I I only have honestly, I only have Facebook because we have to have it mm-hmm. for work. Yeah, and and I signed up on Instagram years ago. Because my son lived, you know, well, he's still technically there in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And my daughter lives in Dallas. And and they were posting pictures. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I can can keep up with the kids. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I do kind of like, other than these hilarious cat videos and fail Mm -hmm. videos, um, a lot of people are posting these, these safety videos. A lot of women are posting, look, ladies, when you go into the, after you, you know, you've got your groceries and you're going out to the parking lot and, and instructional on, on how to stay safe. Yeah. Pay attention to, to your surroundings. Um, one lady posted and why she has a camera going, I don't know. Maybe she has a dash cam. Um, it's dark going mm-hmm. down a road car in front of her car in front of her is 30 40 yards ahead of her right and she's driving well they hit their they hit their brakes turn and block the lane mm. jump oh, out wow. with guns running Golly. towards her car and wow. she's like are you kidding me jeez you know unreal well she ends up flooring it but you know getting out of there knocks the car out of her way mm-hmm. and she's you know smart woman right don't let them get to your car ever 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 and and, and yeah and she says you know what if you feel threatened and if somebody's got a gun pointed at you yeah they can be a road bump mm-hmm. they can be a just run over them run over them they're yeah absolutely. if you feel threatened absolutely if you're in fear for your life mm-hmm. uh, another one was at a gas station girl got out and she was pumping and the security camera footage showed a this little 
snake slithering up on the opposite side of her oh, car. Yeah. She hadn't locked her car. He opens the door, reaches in. I mean, he's ducking down so she can't see him. Right. Grabs her purse, jumps back in his car, and takes oh, off. Gosh. While she's pumping gas, probably had no clue. Hmm. That's so sad. I have a serious problem that I'm now doing, and I, and I feel bad doing it, and I did it today. I had to get gas on the way to work. Not a good idea. No. I know, stupid no. idea. Four in the morning. Bad on me. But what I did was, when I got to the gas pump, uh, you know, it's dark. There's n- Nobody's up. It's, it's put your card in, and you can still pump. I Listen to what I do, because I'm crazy. I took my cell phone, and I put it down my bosom. Okay. Okay. I took my wallet. I took the credit card out that I needed. Then I took my wallet, and I shoved it under my seat of my car. Okay. Left the purse sitting there where it was. Then I took my keys out of the car. Good. And I tucked my keys into my waistband of my my pants. And then I go and I lock the door and shut Good. the car. Good. Then I go pump the gas. But I'm I'm doing all that just in case. I know. Someone comes up on me. But that's what at you four have to in the do. morning. That's what you have to do. Good I have for a you. phone in my boob. I have my keys tucked in the side of my pants. I've locked my car. I hid my wallet under my... All of that. The only thing I would have said to do differently, mm-hmm. had your phone, go ahead and had 911. Ready to Dialed dial. up and ready. All you have to do is hit send. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. And if nothing else, they, then even if you can't say anything, if the call goes through... They can gonna, hear what's going hear, on. Yeah. And they can probably locate you still t- with your phone, I would imagine. I just, and every time I do that, Mike, I, you know, obviously nothing happens, but what if? Oh, absolutely. And, and why am ha- I doing that? It's, and it's sad that we have to think that way. Right. What if? My daughter said a guy approached her at a gas station there, one of the gas stations in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And she says, Dad, I was, you know, I couldn't get to my gun. It was in her car. Yeah. And I said, if you feel threatened, if you can illustrate to an officer you felt threatened, right? Spray him with the gas pump. Oh, absolutely. Spray yeah. him down. That and and I, that occurs to me every now and then. Yeah. Because my my son, my oldest son, will tell you that uh, he he often would would say you must have the word L, the letter L on your forehead, because <laughs> you attract every hobo in this town that <laughs> oh, wants I money. I. I, I must look like a soft touch. And Maybe you keep not so giving it anymore. to him. Yeah. And well, so, I, A, I have stopped giving it to him. I'll buy him food and I'll, you know, if I'm going through a food place and I see somebody camped out with a sign, I'll buy an extra meal and as I'm driving back past him, I'll drop the food with see, him. See, I'll do that, but I don't give out cash. No cash. I quit giving cash. I used to give cash and I said, no more. There will be no more cash. I'll give you food and that's it. And now some of them, when you offer food, no. No oh, thanks. Yeah. Ruben, remember, he said he went into uh, the Circle K, bought chips and drinks and mm-hmm. brought it out, and they sat there and left it. They walked off and left the bag sitting there. It's unreal. Unbelievable. It's, like, no, yeah. it's sad because you want to help. And, and again, I really do want to help. But but there are... They it, take advantage of some people. Oh. all There are... If you're standing on a corner with a sign... Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that's pre-planned. That's 
you know, there's a lot of jobs out there for folks that, yeah. that, that are looking to be out there in 105 degrees mm-hmm. and beg money. You can get a job. There are jobs there's, that'll take you. You some, bet. You can. You're obviously physically fit enough now. Whether they're mentally fit, there's another. That's the problem. There's another issue. That's of course, the problem. And I'm I, still not. I'm not giving out cash. Don't approach me. Don't approach. Cash is not coming out of my wallet either. And, and no, I'm armed. Just, just an FYI. Right. Absolutely. Me too. Typically. Mm-hmm. Just an FYI. Oh, just Lord. a safety tip from your uncle Mike this morning, <laughs> Mikey McCarty. Uh, later, later this morning, the Cattle Parish Commission is uh, proposing purchasing air conditioners mm-hmm. for private citizens. And yeah. uh, we spoke with John Atkins, Cattle Parish Commissioner, and uh, we'll hear from him about eight forty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kio. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel. I just got a call on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. And uh, we were talking about road safety. Mm-hmm. And you got flashed. Yes. Um, and she said that uh, there's a gang initiation that if they flash their lights and if you flash back at them, you know, mm-hmm. like shut up or right. whatever, your brights are on, then they're going to track you down and shoot you. Well, they were behind me. I couldn't flash my lights at them. So, yeah. But I, she, that's what she said. She that, wanted me to tell you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate something that. Something to be aware of. I just didn't know why you're flashing your lights at me from behind me. From what behind do you, you. Do yeah. I, and at first I thought, well, do I have a flat tire? Is my gas thing? Because I just left the gas station. Is my gas thing open? You know, I, you I wasn't the, sure. You got the hose trailing behind yeah, you. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> I didn't even look. Maybe I ought to go out and look at my car. I didn't, well, I didn't I notice it when I came in. You always get here before me. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. And that's funny because I've left this building one time <laughs> in one of the station vehicles. And you remember back in the day, we used to have to plug them in. They'd be plugged in out there. No. Yeah, we'd have to plug them in, and because of the equipment. Not yeah, because we of were the we were charging something in the vehicle, right. like the the Marty system or something was right. being charged. My dumb bunny self backs up. I, I, I know what's coming. Roars out, goes down the interstate. Mike, I have hundred foot extension cord trailing behind me. I have people coming. And the funny thing is, when you're in a radio, when you're in a radio station vehicle, people are honking and waving at you, and you're right. like, "Hey." How you doing? Whatever. Yeah, hi. They wave at you. You know, that happens. You're like John Candy on Plain right. Strange and Automobile. Hey, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Meantime, I've got a hundred foot of extension cord <laughs> flapping in the wind behind the van. And I'm thinking, okay, everybody loves me this morning. This is wild. Everybody's right. in. A, and finally, I get where I'm going. And somebody at the business I was at walked over and went, What's that cord out the back of the... I went, oh. I mean, it hit me. Because you knew you had to unplug them, you know. And it hit me. I went, oh. Did I it, to unplug them. Did it, like, come unplugged from the source? Or did it just break the cord? It broke. Oh, I'm sure the, it yeah, was. Yeah, the, it was all busted. And that cord was useless <laughs> after that. And I'm worried it hit a car or two. I'm, like, did, flying around back there 100 feet behind you. God bless. I did, I've done some stupid things. That's that's one of. I've drowned a couple of company vehicles too, but 
that's a whole nother subject. I'm not going to talk about that. Wasn't told, my fault. I told you about the company truck at the bus station. I had to go drop some oh, yes, product off at yes. the, bus, the bus station and <laughs> to ship out and right. go back inside to get my bus bill signed. And oh, out, my truck's gone. gone. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have paid $8 to see that security footage of me walking oh, back out looking gosh, for that truck. Oh, gosh. No kidding. If we had video from back in the day when we did oh, some of the stupid things oh, we man. did, oh, boy, man, we would probably still be in jail. There's some of us that might still be in jail. Well, I'd at least be six feet under. I mean, it's surprising. Yeah. I'm Some of the things that we've lived through. Oh, I know. It's just nuts. And I, I don't know how we did it. We're but I'm, you know, I'm glad that I'm here. And I'm glad that I survived some of the craziness. We were talking about being getting hit up by beggars and bums. Mm-hmm. And you say bums? Good. Um <laughs> A friend, a friend of mine, I said, Kid, I don't give out cash anymore. I, I, no. If you're standing on a street corner with a sign that you've made, and, yeah. then, you know, you, you you can use that effort in a more positive way. But uh, he said, yeah, of course you're getting hit up. He says, you play Santa Claus every year. That's true. <laughs> hey, he'll give me something. Santa Claus will take good care of me. Oh, boy. Mike and McCarty. Uh, John Atkins, Cattle Parish Commissioner, joining us at 840, 101.7 FM, 710. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. I don't know if you can see from where you are my arm. Can you see all the holes? In what did you do? In scratches. Oh, kitty cats. Oh, that's right. Aaron. These little cats. You have little baby kitties little now. Baby kittens. Oh. Saturday, I, I'm I'm in the in the living room, and uh, I I've got chores that. Uh, only want to do on Saturdays because, you know, vacuuming and mm-hmm. just things around the house that you try to get done. Um, and, of course, the race. I've got qualifying in the sure. sprint race on, mm-hmm. on the F1. They had a sprint race this past weekend. Yes. And so I'm trying to, you know, catch up on all that. And, and Dina comes in. She goes, can we go get a kitten? <laughs> and what do you say? Uh, no. Hell No. I, I have, I have. Oh, but you, but I, you I caved. I, I, okay, okay. <laughs> in, in a kitten is where where you're going to get a kitten. A, a kitten. We a wanted kitten. a female kitten. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went up to the Caddo Animal Shelter mm-hmm. on Monty Street. Yep, off Arrow Drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, plenty of kittens there. We, my wife works for the Humane Society of Northwest Louisiana. Right. God love her and all of those volunteers. Because I can't go in. Aaron, I went into these rooms mm-hmm. and these poor animals. Oh, I know. Are in these. Yeah. Uh, you would take them all home. So you got two kittens. Well, we came, so we came home. We got the pitiful, pitifulest looking kittens there. Solid black. <laughs> and we got the little girl. Oh. But her little brother, was, who was even scrawnier than her, had his little arm out there. Oh, he wanted to come with you. Oh, so so we, you got we, him, too. We got two. So Did we name them yet? 
Night. I haven't landed on anything okay. yet. Okay. All right. Tentatively, Bonnie and Clyde, but that's not. I don't. That's not where it's going to land. Yeah. But got to figure that out. <laughs> John Atkins, Cattle Parish Commissioner, joining us coming up right after the break. Mike and McCarty, one hundred and one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on one hundred and one seven FM and seven ten Keel. on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. Uh, Cattle Parish Commissioner John Atkins joining us. John, good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Aaron. It's a pleasure morning. to be with you all this morning. Cattle Commission's proposed um, a measure that would purchase air conditioning units for some residents. First, tell us how this came about. Well, Commissioner Stormy Gage Watts proposed it proposed this legislation in yesterday's work session. The uh, initial legislation uh, proposed that we provide $200,000 in funding to acquire air air conditioning units for those in need. Over the course of the discussion of the matter, um, that legislation was further defined, particularly by Stephen Jackson, Commissioner Jackson, to ensure that it was limited to individuals that actually own their home, not, not rental units, but, but homeowners and those that have a, that, that are low income, uh, elderly, or facing other health challenges. So it was a little bit further defined. And, and it would uh, be $200,000 so spent? $200,000 is what the legislation proposed. Now, it has not yet passed, Aaron. It's, uh, it was forwarded to the final work session to be considered on Thursday by a six to five vote. It takes six votes to forward something to a final to a final agenda. It would it would actually take seven to actually pass it. So you know, it's yet to be seen whether this legislation will pass or not. Do you expect it to pass? If if all if all commissioners were at the table, it's likely that it would pass. And what are your thoughts on this, John? Are you are well, you for you know, passing this? I voted I voted against forwarding it to the final agenda. You know, the legislation is well-intended, and Stormy Gage Watt certainly um, is well-intended in, in her legislation. Uh, but, you know, to me, it's not, really, it's not the role of government to provide air conditioning units to, to private homeowners. It's just, uh, you know, I'm a small government kind of guy, uh, so it just doesn't feel right to me. But, but I certainly can understand how others would feel differently about it. And, uh, you know, some people view government as being there to try to solve all problems. Um, I don't think government is capable of solving all problems, and therefore I'm more of a limited government kind of guy. But, you know, it's just different different perspectives on government and, and what the role of government should be. Now, will this have to lay over for two weeks, or could you all fin- give it final passage on Thursday? I think the final passage would be on Thursday. I don't... Well, shoot. Aaron, I, you know... I, I, we'll double-check on that. Should, uh, my yeah, other, my, my other question to you is... Who administers it? Have we set that that in that motion in place? Um, I mean, and, and how is the application process going to work? I mean, it's yeah. going to be October before this gets up and going. Right. It, all all those details are yet to be worked through. Administration typically works through those, and we usually use a, a third party nonprofit 
to administer programs of this nature, like the Provident House has helped us on a lot of the cleanup, um, cleanup funding. Um, uh, Catholic Charities has helped us on some other other initiatives. So uh, we'll have to find someone to help implement the program, and we'll have to further define the exact criteria required for the program. Um, the administrator, the new administrator, parish administrator Erica Bryant, estimated that it might it might take a month to get that worked out. So, you know, we're almost in September by the time things uh, will be finalized, and you know, it's still hot for much of the month of September. But that's another concern I have is by the time we get things up and running, the the real most dangerous portion of the summer will likely have passed. If if we agree that maybe we should buy air conditioners, I mean, we're buying ring cameras now, we're doing other things like that. Why not mm-hmm. pump the brakes and let's do the work? Let's go, you know, between now and next summer, perhaps, roll the program out correctly without kind of rushing it through. It seems like we're rushing it now, and that's when that's when things go wrong. That sounds like, your proposal sounds like a great idea, Aaron. You know, let's, let's get this right and uh, and do it right next summer. Uh, start, you know, if we're going to do it, let's do it right and let's delay and get this right and start next next May. Uh, I certainly could be more supportive of that than I am this current proposal that we're trying to trying to get through this summer. But what would make it right? What would be different if you waited to roll it out? Well, you could you could make sure that you have your administration process uh, ironed out. Um, make sure you have the the eligibility requirements ironed out. Just some of those details. I mean, the parish does a good job of working through those things. Mm-hmm. It, it will likely be fine. But to Aaron's point, um, it does feel a little rushed. But then you've got to look. Okay, now um, if these people are economically depressed. Are they going to be able to afford the electric bill? Because this is going to jack up their electric bill. They're going to be running this probably on high. Is the commission going to start paying electric bills to afford these air conditioners? Yeah, I want you to do that. There you go. It's just, uh, you know, these things, like like many government initiatives, uh, they they snowball into something uh, greater more than they're originally intended to be. I uh, certainly, you know, I've, I've, I've not voted in favor of providing the funding for the unit. So I'm certainly not going to be in favor of, of providing funding for the electricity to, uh, to power the unit. Um, again, this is the reason why, why I think government should stick to its lanes and stick to the, the core roles of government. Here's my big question about this. And we're talking to John Atkins, Caddo Commissioner. You fund $200,000 worth of units now. Government never gets smaller, John. Government only gets bigger. So are we going to fund $400,000 worth of units next year? And, and and there's always that issue of, well, gosh, you funded my neighbor. Why won't you fund me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, that's not – and, and it's tr- it truly is part of my concern with this, with this system. I mean, how, where does it all stop? And how do you decide who is funded and who is not funded? I mean – We'll have criteria for the, for those things, but where do you draw the lines, and and does does the line expand over time? And then, are your constituents so, um, going to be calling you and going, John, get me on the list? How do you get me on the list? Help bump my name right. up. I mean, y'all are going to deal with right. all that, right? That's all. That would all be part of it. Oh. And uh, yeah, I've I've had I had um, citizens call expressing um, their their 
feeling of, of unfairness that uh, a neighbor received funding for repair of, of a storm-damaged roof, but uh, they had had an accident in their vehicle and felt like they should get some funding to, prepare, to repair the, <laughs> the, the, the damaged vehicle. Uh, so, yeah, it, it gets... It but see, that, little... yeah, that's the dangerous tightrope you're you're starting to walk without mm-hmm. a without a pole. <laughs> yeah, you're, remember remember though, Mike. I, you know, you said that I'm starting to walk. I'm trying not to walk that. <laughs> well, tightrope. Right. But, when I uh, say you, I but, mean yeah. Yeah, you mean the body, the body. Right? Exactly. And yes, John, sir. let me yeah. let me let me pass this on to you. And you can tell your your co commissioners if you want. When when you're talking to me about paying two hundred thousand dollars for air conditioner, and then a year or two down the road, you want to come to get me to pass money, a bond issue, to pay for roads or infrastructure or something like that. I'm going to say no. I'm going to. You spent two hundred thousand on air conditioners. Use my money wiser. I mean, it makes well, the, it makes the rest of us who won't benefit from this go. I'm not giving you any more money. You're not handling it correctly. I understand that concern, uh, but let me do let me provide you with some comfort there. That when we do a, a millage, when we do you know when we raise a millage and collect uh, taxes through a millage, it's very clearly defined what that money can be used for and mm-hmm. what it, and, and it can't be used for anything other than what it's defined as being raised for, like. A millage for roads is, is confined to, to roads. Uh, a millage for juvenile justice is confined to juvenile justice. But some the money that we're referring to here uh, would, would come out of the oil and gas fund. Those are monies that uh, are collected through royalties on parish-owned properties. Uh, so it's not it's not tax money per se. Now, in right. my view, it's all taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in this particular case, it's not defined but through a millage so it, it's kind of a it can be used for for other purposes so a lot of the a lot of the you know non-profit support that the parish does is funded through oil and gas money which which isn't confined by the by the millage terms john atkins county parish commission john you me ron swanson we're all on the same page mm-hmm. with this i appreciate your your efforts you bet i'm glad to be helped thanks y'all let me know if i can be helpful in the, in the future you bet thank you john what Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I am so excited. Ruben's coming back tomorrow. Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. No, send him no his he's l- coming back tomorrow, <laughs> damn it. If I have to drive I sent him his lasagna yesterday, by the way. Um pulled pulled up to the in the driveway and texted his wife and I said, I'm leaving in the chair outside. I'm not coming in and getting y'all's COVID germs. <laughs> so um she came out and she did the lasagna dance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got a message. Thanks, Louisiana Gigi. When is Ruben coming back? The sound levels are dramatically different <laughs> when you add feed. I'm not sure what that means. But oh, she did gosh. do a little smiley face. With yeah, her. exactly. So she's just ribbing me mm-hmm. a little bit. A little bit of an update on the Minden situation. You know, they had the power um, outage Sunday night. And it was only out for a little while. But then we realized that Entergy, there was a... There was an explosion of some sort, and a transformer burned up, and they had soot all over the ground. There was soot all over? Yeah. (laughs) Mayor Nick Cox texted me. I asked him this morning, anything new? Because they were going to have to do a citywide power outage 
to make those repairs. And so I texted the the good mayor this morning, anything new yet? And he replied to me, we're meeting at 10 a.m. to discuss a plan Entergy has that will possibly make the outage not so bad. So that's a that's good news. Perhaps it won't be citywide. Perhaps they can confine it to a certain area. But he did tell us yesterday if they are going to do a citywide power outage, he's urging them to do it like at 6 in the evening. And if you hear anything different on social media, don't believe it. He says unless it comes from the town of Minden or myself, um, it's not accurate information because lots of people have been speculating. I'm sorry. My mind already, I'm not listening to thing you're saying because all i can think of when you said the mayor texted you mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm wondering i wonder if like you know congressman mike johnson or you know, john atkins our cattle parish mm-hmm. commissioner if if they ever have to answer to why are you getting a text at 5 30 you up <laughs> <laughs> why, why is your phone going off you up <laughs> Why is a woman texting you that? Yeah, are you? Aaron M. I know. And you know, and I was in a room one day of a bunch of politicians, and I said, raise your hand if I've ever texted you, you yes, up. I, re- yes. I mean, two-thirds of the room's hands went up. I feel bad about that because I, no, I have no... <laughs> well, it's got to be done. I, I, I have no sense of, can you wait a little later than six in the morning? You know, I'm like, well, I want okay. what I want when I want it. You're and a, well, you're a news person. I'm a you're hound. A journalist. I'm a hound. And when you have a story, you want to get that story mm-hmm. from the horse's mouth, A, accurate, yes. and, and first. And are you up? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the are you ups this week. I'll be doing more. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be on my gravestone. Are you up? No, I'm dead. Just real quick in the last 20 seconds. A gentle reminder to the commissioner. I'm reading this on the message board. The commission funds nothing. The taxpayers of Caddo fund those air conditioning units. Why is it someone else's responsibility to pay for ACs for other persons' private homes? Mm, good question. Good question. Mm-hmm. Make it a great win. Make it a great Tuesday. Yeah. Come on, Ruben. 1017 FM, 710 Key on Mike and McCarty.